Welcome back, Slide Blusters. Today I'm joined by Taylor on our team. Hello. Ball of sunshine. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm so, so, so excited to be here. This is going to be a really fun episode, and I hope that you guys all enjoy it. I'm really excited to share some of my expertise and what I've learned throughout working with lions, what I've learned throughout my own relationships, and hopefully you guys can take my advice and run with it. Yeah. And Taylor is a master matchmaker here. She's incredible and super positive and does all the different things. Uh, Today, yeah, we're going to dive into a couple different things, but uh, where should we start today? Oh my gosh. I think we should start with why, like when you're in a relationship, where, like how to know if it's something that's healthy or something that's toxic and you just have blinders on. Oh my gosh. I did a solo episode on this. It's not out yet, but it's a huge thing because we get so excited when we get into these new relationships that we ignore all the (laughs) red flags that are screaming at us. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. It's like one of those things where you're so excited about this like new person that's in your life and the fact that you get to share all of these experiences with them and your heart is kind of like fluttering all the time when they're around. It can be really hard to kind of spot out the red flags, especially when it's something that you want. Because if you want a relationship so bad, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, like this person's giving me this and this and this. And then you're just kind of going to turn your back on identifying if there's any red flags. And I mean, that's how a lot of toxic relationships end up happening, because people just jump into them way too quick. And it doesn't end up being feasible for both parties down the road. Like it's more of a short term decision based, um, but not with a long term outcome. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. He's just not that into you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. So good. They need to redo it with and bring the texting into it. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Something that I hear from clients all the time is like, they're dating somebody they really, really like him. Like I was talking to a client yesterday and they're like, but he doesn't really text me much. (laughs) Okay. But he's really busy or he's got this going on, they'll say. Yes, people are busy, but they make time for what's important to them. And there's exactly how many hours in a day, in a week that you can't take five minutes to text somebody. And so what I actually dive into in the solo episode coming up is like I say, at the beginning, if somebody's texting, isn't that great? Okay. But as you get further, like a couple weeks go on, you should be coming naturally more of a part of their life. So whether that's texting you more consistently or calling you if they're not good texting, but you should be coming more of a part of their life. And if you're not, you're making excuses for them. Absolutely. And I mean, on that note as well, I saw something the other day on TikTok that really just kind of sparked my interest. And it was this TikTok that said, even if he's not texting you, if he's not calling you, then it's fine. But if he's giving you that his time commitment, and he's making the effort to come and see you in person and devote like his undivided attention to you. I mean, that I think personally also speaks volumes because texting, yeah, texting is great. Calling is great. But when you're actually face to face with someone and you get to read off of each other's motions, feel each other's energy, everything like that. I mean, that takes a lot for a person to be able to do. And it also goes to show that them showing up, that's them showing their commitment to you. So I wouldn't read too much personally into texts and phone calls, but I mean, everyone's different and everyone has the ways that they want to be validated or makes them feel validated or makes them feel comfortable within that relationship. So it's really, yeah, just whatever's comfortable for you. 
you can feel it. You can feel it in your gut of like, yeah, I feel valued. And so, yeah. you know, like even if somebody's not texting you, but they're doing other things, you're a part of their life. You know what's going on. You know that they care about you. It's not this guessing game of, oh, do they actually have an interest in me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's the scary part of it too, is like, I feel like so many people look to those texts or those calls as a form of validation. And I mean, we're living in a world where everyone wants to be validated by each other. We're all kind of striving to be better than one another. And I mean, that's really scary and can cause a lot of fear in people. And obviously, being women, we're such big overthinkers. Our brains are always going. So we don't we get a, don't get a text back or we don't get a phone call back. And we're like, oh my God, they hate us. Like, blah, 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 blah. But realistically, you have to take a step back and say, okay, well, what, have I done anything? No. Do they have a busy life? Yes. Do they have a life outside of me? Yes. Will they respond when they have the chance if they truly care? Yes. And I mean, if that's yes to all of those questions, then you just kind of have to let the universe take things for what it is and trust that if this person genuinely cares about you, then they're going to do whatever it takes to put that time into it. It's kind of like if they wanted to, they would. Mm -hmm. What do you think are some of the signs that somebody might be toxic? Um, I think some of the signs that might be toxic, like from my own personal standpoint, um, well, first off, being a girl, if you ever walk out in something that like in terms of an outfit that you feel really confident in, you're going out, whatever, and your partner comes in and says, like, no, like, that's too revealing, or that's too this, or that's too that. It's like, no, 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 that's a big red flag, because that goes to show that you don't have the confidence in order, like in order to feel good within yourself that I can be walking beside you looking like this. The other thing I would say is that you should love. Pardon me? It's just like they they think that they should be dictating how you dress. Exactly. And I mean, controlling with friends. I think that if you're with a partner and they come into your life and they start saying, well, I don't like this person because of this. And I don't like this person because of this. These people were in your life before this person came into your life. So if that person has an opinion and they're telling you that opinion, I mean, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, these people, he doesn't know these people. So that's not very valid. And that's kind of a red flag because you're almost thinking, okay, why is he telling me this? What's the motive behind him saying, oh, no, like, I don't want you being friends with that person. And that also leads into jealousy. Like, you don't want someone who's jealous. You want someone who's confident in themselves to be able to hold themselves in a room. And as my friends say, like, if you're bringing a boy home, you should just be able to bring him in and plop him and just see how he does and just leave him there for a few hours. Because if you can't just do the plop, it goes to show that that guy probably doesn't have it all together. And he can't, he can't hold himself in a conversation. He doesn't have the confidence. He can't hold himself in a conversation and he doesn't have the confidence to be able to do that. Then I mean, you have to really evaluate what you want because that could go downhill very quickly. And both of those things, you know, to saying who they think you should be friends with or not friends with and mm-hmm. how you show up in the world, what you wear are all really subtle forms of control and manipulation. Yeah, absolutely. And then it just kind of spreads from there. Absolutely. And like, no one should feel like when you're in a partnership, like you should want to bring both of your lives in together and be excited about getting to experience each other's lives, meet each other's friends, things like that. And if right off the bat, 
that's not going in the proper direction. I mean, that's definitely something that you kind of have to step back and reevaluate and be like, okay, like this is kind of alarming. Or if he's not introducing you to his family and his friends, that's another huge thing because like your relationship doesn't make up your whole life. You have other parties that surround you. You have people that love you, your friends, your family, whoever it may be. And those are really, really important relationships to keep when you get into a relationship. I mean, so many people I feel like get into these relationships with partners and they get so excited about it. And then all of a sudden it's like they ditch all their friends because they're putting all of their eggs into one basket. But at the end of the day, like if that relationship doesn't end up working out, those are the people that are going to be there by your side, even though he's not anymore. So just making sure that he'll introduce you to his friends and his family, you feel that you can introduce them to your friends and your family. Because if you don't feel like you can do that, then it's probably not the right one for you. And there's probably a reason that you need to kind of look for in yourself as to, okay, why, why do I not want to do this? What's the reason behind it? And then you have to decide what path you're going to take from there. I've seen that over the years on several occasions where somebody doesn't want to introduce them to their life. It's because they don't see them as being a part of their life long term. I had a girlfriend and she was with this man for quite some time and he didn't want to introduce him to his daughter. And he kept making excuses and it was like a year went by and she ran into them at a coffee shop and he still didn't introduce them. And so after that, I was like, he doesn't see you as a part of their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a sad reality being somebody else too. So yeah. And that's, you should naturally want to be introducing your family to them and having them become a part of your life. Uh, 100%. Massive red flag. Yeah. Big time. We don't want any red flags. (laughs) Throwing the flags down. (laughs) No red flags going into 2024. Green flags only. And it's funny because lately there's been this trending thing I told you about on social media called master dating. Yeah. It's, you know, the act kind of of dating yourself first, of loving yourself, building your confidence, your self-worth. And when you master date, (laughs) you are far more likely to not put up with these types of things because you know your value, you respect yourself, you love yourself, and you have your own life going. So even when somebody comes into it, that gives you those butterflies and you have that spark. You're like, well, I still have this whole complete life without them. So great. They can come in and they can add value to my life. Mm -hmm. But even if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to freak out. And that helps too with not breeding insecurity and obsession because rejection breeds obsession. When you meet somebody, you really like them and they're not giving you everything. They're not giving you the clear signs. We start to become obsessed. And then we push them away more. Absolutely. It's It's like the chase. I mean, to give you guys a little bit like of a personal experience on that and just to kind of dive deep. So I was in a four and a half year relationship that I recently just ended. And when I was in that relationship, there were a lot of things that I had asked my partner for that I needed in order to feel fully content and fully validated and fully supported within my relationship. And it was, I mean, it was basically three years of being like, I need this, I need this, I need this and sounding like a broken record. And he promised he'd change, but he didn't. And it's almost like, because exactly like what you said, and because you're not getting that change, it's 
the drive. It's the kind of wanting to just, okay, like, can I do this? It's a challenge of it almost. And that just keeps your brain going. Oh, I'm, this person needs to make this change. Like they're going to change eventually. They're going to change eventually. But inherently, no matter how many times I had that conversation, that individual didn't change and didn't make the changes that I needed in the relationship in order to be fully happy. So I kind of reflected on all of that and eventually said, no, what? Like it's time that I leave. But you making that decision has to be something that you are fully solidified in with yourself because obviously the people around you are going to have opinions. They're going to be throwing advice at you and you're going to feel this almost kind of pressure in a sense, because you feel like you need to make a decision based off what everyone else is telling you. But when you fully solidify to yourself and you make that decision in yourself without the influence of anybody else, it will make you feel that much more confident in that decision because you know that you made it for yourself and your own happiness and not anyone else. And I mean, I thought being in that relationship at that time, I mean, I was like, yep, like this is my future. Like this is the person I'm going to marry. We lived together. We had a dog together, like everything. But it's like now coming out of that relationship and having someone new in my life and just really focusing on me and what I want in my happiness I forgot what it's like to live like, holy shit, August and September have been two of the most fun months of my life. Because for once, I finally get to put myself first, and I get to put my happiness first. And I'm getting what I know I deserve and what I was wanted for so many years. So I know this is a long story. And guess I'm kind of where I'm going with this is if you have a gut feeling, and you know that it's wrong, and you know that you're not getting what you deserve, do not be scared to walk away. And I know that is so much easier said than done. And it takes so much just strength within yourself. But I promise if there's even a pinch of doubt in your gut or in your mind that this person isn't the one for you, or you might not be as happy as you can be, put yourself first, walk away, because I promise it is always so much nicer on the other side. And the universe supplies what you ask for. If you manifest something enough, then put enough of your energy into it. I mean, everything always works out the way it's supposed to. So just put yourself first, remember to have fun and just be happy. We only have one life. So why would you live it with someone who isn't meeting your standards, but you just want to stay in it just because you're comfortable? Yeah. And that's the thing. We get so comfortable. We don't want to have to upend our life. And exactly. See, we have to go through that period of, of being uncomfortable to get to the good place. But you touched on a point that I think is really important. And that's not listening to what other people say, because it's natural. We want to get the opinion from our friends and family for such a big thing. And they don't know the relationship. There's no way, no matter how we explain it to them, they're only hearing our mm-hmm. side. And quite often, I mean, what happens anyways in, in my life is I'll go to my best friends when we're fighting. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. just negative. It's not like I'm going to them with the day-to-day of how fantastic my partner is. And mm-hmm. so then when you go to them, they're saying, yes, you deserve better. They don't know. Exactly. Only you know in your heart whether or not you're really happy and this person is right for you. And so, yeah, take what other people say with a grain of salt. And if anything, if you really do need support, there's relationship counselors you can go and talk to. That If you don't have a matchmaker, <laughs> have a call with them and get their feedback as somebody that's trained in that. And I'm going to give you a non-biased opinion. 100%. I love that you touched on that, M, because I feel like exactly that. Like when you are talking to your friends about a guy or if it's a girl, vice versa, 
I mean, typically, like, no one really thinks to go super into depth about, oh, he did this today. Like, this made me so happy. Like, no, people want to bitch about the stuff that's bad. So you're going to go to your friends. You're going to go to your family. You're going to go to your siblings and be like, this guy did this and this and this and this. And you want them there to validate you and back you up because right now you're in a conflict with this other partner in your life. So you're going to seek validation elsewhere. However, with that being said, what I've learned in the past is that if you make decisions based off of what other people have told you to do, there's always still just going to be this knot in your stomach because you know deep down that this wasn't the right decision for you but you made it because you succumbed to that pressure. So in that, it's just, it's so important to build up a backbone for yourself and learn how to make decisions on your own. I mean, it's such a valuable life skill and especially within relationships, like you need to be asking yourself these important questions because again, it's you and this person, the people around you. Yes, they see it from an outsider perspective, but no one's going to know what goes on behind closed doors. And if you can't, make that decision on your own, then exactly like go, go talk to someone who's unbiased, but going to someone who's biased and is immediately going to back you up. That's not going to help you solidify anything to yourself. And it's important too, to remember that we pay far more attention to bad news than good news. That's the way Absolutely. Our- <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like guys, let's like pick up the vibes. Let's be happy. Come on. Because I actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was saying that back when we were cavemen and women, we had to pay attention to bad news because otherwise we might die. So like, (laughs) like, hey, there's a saber tooth tiger roaming around here. Well, we ignored that. We get killed. So when we hear bad news, it fires up our amygdala and and we really take notice. Whereas like every day, if you're saying really good news, really sweet news, that kind of goes in one ear and out the other. So just something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think yeah, just like positive self-talk too. like kind of jumping back to the thing about texting, like if they don't text you back right away or this or that, I mean, it's really important when you're getting into a relationship that you're confident in yourself, because at the end of the day, really the only person that you have is you. So you shouldn't have to be sitting here, like looking at your phone, waiting for a text to pop up being like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, when's he going to text me? When's he going to text me? go live your life. Like if you're sitting there and being like, Oh my God, when's he going to text me? The universe is going to push back. And they're going to be like, no, like, sorry, like not going to happen unless you go and just do you and show that you prove to yourself that you have a life outside of this person. Like it's so important. And like, that's when the universe will bring them in because the universe will know that, okay, this person's stable within themselves. They know what they want. They don't need a man or a partner or whatever it may be to be successful and be happy. It's just something that like, it's so amazing to be able to enjoy life and spending that with somebody else, but just making sure that you put yourself first and like, cause you're yourself's best friend. And if you're wasting precious time and energy, worrying about someone who isn't texting you back or whatever, then it's like, you're wasting your own time and you're wasting your own energy. You only have so much of it. So why not go and put all of that into something that you enjoy and something that is going to bring you happiness, as opposed to just wasting all of that on worrying about a text popping up on your phone. Yeah. Actually, I had this conversation recently with a client because she was like, I I waited all weekend and I didn't hear from them. And it was really upsetting. And he said, well, why did you wait all weekend? Yeah. She said, well, I really wanted to hear from them. I said, so go out and do things. Go out and do things that make you happy. Like how would you normally spend your weekend? What are things that you would love to do? 
Mm-hmm. Great book that gets you really excited. Go out for a bike ride. Go meet friends for coffee. Yeah. Fill your day with things you love that are going to better you in your future. Um, exactly. Trying new foods, whatever that is for you. Focusing on that and making your life as great as possible and focusing on loving yourself. That was the other thing too, is the feedback that she was getting was that she was always really negative about herself and putting herself down. Um, yeah. And so I said, like, there's some work that you need to do there. We can't expect somebody else to love us when we don't love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pointing those things out. And so, yeah, taking that time to master date. <laughs> <laughs> date yourself before anyone else. Like in the words of Marley Cyrus, go buy yourself some flowers. You can hold your own <laughs> hand. It's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> Do you want flowers? Fuck, I'll send you flowers. Let me know. Slide into my DMs. (laughs) What do you think is the hardest part of your job? Oh my gosh. What do you, I think the hardest part of my job is probably people that come in with just these crazy expectations. Like I have some clients that will come in and they just, you can tell that they're dating to obtain a certain lifestyle. And it's just like, the thoughts that kind of go through my head and something that I have to kind of break down to them is why, why would you want someone for material things and not have like, not have like true love or like just a happy family or anything like that, as opposed to just being able to walk around and like flash your nice things, right? Like you want someone who is going to put the time and dedication into you. And if you come into it with just, that attitude of, oh yeah, like I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I'm so good that I deserve this. Then it's like, you're not going to get the results you're looking for because you need to be open to actually getting to know people like a picture speak or what's the saying? Yeah. Like a picture's worth a thousand words or no, sorry. The book one. It's like, oh, never judge a book by its cover. Oh, never judge a book by its <laughs> like it's coming to me never judge a book by its cover because you don't know what someone's like you know what I mean like they could be the richest of the rich and not have any material things but have so much genuine love and affection to give and I mean that's what relationships should be built off of in my personal standpoint and I think the hardest part is working with people that don't understand that and think that they can just walk in and obtain a certain lifestyle by dating someone who has a capital that is very, very high. And I don't think that's fair to the other person on the other end either, because then it's just like, everyone's like using each other. And that's not what relationships should be like. So I always like to tell my clients, like, when you're putting yourself in the other person's shoes, how would you want to be treated kind of thing, you know, so it's really just all about making sure that you humble yourself a little bit. I mean, money is not everything. And I know we're living in a generation where it plays a big role and it does take precedent in a lot of situations. But why would you want to worry about money when you can worry about making genuine connections and genuine memories with someone who wants to give you their time and energy, which time and energy, I mean, there's not a price tag big enough in the world for it. Like we're so limited when it comes to how much time we have on this earth. Like we never know. So it's like, you need to just focus on that and just focus on what the actual true meaning of life is. Go back to your morals, go back to your values, because otherwise you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. The majority of people will never be happy if they get into a relationship because of money being the focus. And no past relationship that I was in, I was actually engaged to this person. Wow. And it was because he provided a life that 
was safe for me. And growing up with instability and uncertainty and being an entrepreneur starting from nothing, it was something that was safe for me. And, you know, like I had a Amex black card with no limit that he paid for. And it was like, I had no worries if I wanted to quit being an entrepreneur and just retire and live the good life. Fine. You know, like we lived at the Ritz Carlton, we both drove Porsches and stuff. And he would prefer that I didn't. And we didn't have a bad relationship. It wasn't that we didn't get along. It was just that I knew in my heart that I wasn't in love with him. And I remember having a conversation with one of my close friends and she said to me, you could never put a price on my freedom. And I thought, you know, life's just too short not to have that crazy love where you just, you feel it in your gut and you just absolutely excites you. And also like, I realized I didn't really want a safe life. It was great, but I wanted to, for me, having material things is means so much more when I can get it on my own. It's yeah. so much more, it, it means more. I didn't value mm-hmm. anything at all. I didn't value yeah. it. And I mean, I'm still friends with this person. We have no animosity or anything, but it was just, it was such a good decision for me because it was, yeah, like you said, life's too short and having that real love in your life that you just adore that person and you just have so much fun together. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, life's about when you're in your deathbed, you're not going to be saying, oh, think of all the great things I owned and I bought. Yeah. Like like, this time after you laughed so hard, like your gut hurt or the adventures you got into together. And like, that is what life is about. Exactly. (laughs) One of my favorite sayings is like money comes and goes, but memories are forever like you can't put a price on a memory or a moment with someone I mean those are such intimate connections and moments and like so many of them you just you keep in the back of your brain because it gives you that serotonin boost and I mean why wouldn't you want to strive for that why wouldn't you want to strive for actual happiness as opposed to temporary happiness because of a credit card or because of cash or whatever it is you know like come on guys get it together be humble. <laughs> Stay humble. <laughs> That's so funny. How do you find that people take feedback when you try to give them feedback? Do you think people are receptive to it overall? I would say that the males are more receptive to feedback than the women I work with, which I find interesting um, because with a lot of the women I work with, I feel like they're very like alpha female type of females. So then it's like when you try to give them that advice or feedback or anything, they come back because it's kind of a bruise to their ego being like, no, 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 like this is this and this is this and like, it's fine and everything. But then when you give the guys feedback in the world of dating, they're kind of lost. I call them my kindergartner class because they just they need some help. And they're so open and they take the feedback with a grain of salt and they take it so well and they get so excited because they're learning. But I feel like girls like have this almost aura about them where it's like no I know what I'm doing please go kick rocks like don't try to tell me anything like goodbye (laughs) so it's really hit or miss but I mean with that to be said as well I do have some female clients who love advice and call me very often asking for advice so I mean that's just kind of what I've seen but I would definitely say the guys are more receptive to any sort of dating advice than the girls are Hmm, that's interesting I was having this conversation with, with Kristen on our team recently about just how many people seem to struggle with dating etiquette and how to show up on dates, what to say, what to do, how to communicate. It seems like a lot of people have lost the skills. 100%. 
They're afraid to offend people or they just don't care. And, you know, getting the feedback that we do, because just so that everybody knows, you know, when we set up a client on a date, we get feedback from both parties. And I'll get feedback a lot of like, they talked a lot about their ex on the first date mm-hmm. or and they were very negative about them. They talked about the, not everybody, but I don't think that that should ever be a conversation. Um, no. That should ever be feedback. No. Or like um, a man didn't walk them to their car, things mm-hmm. like that, which I think is so important. And 100%. it goes back to just being like they used to date when we were yeah. both sides. We were polite and we should be the best we can be on a date because that's what it is. It's showcasing you at your absolute best. Absolutely. And I think that's what's really cool about matchmaking in the industry that we're in is because when you go to the apps, like there's such a disgusting, excuse me, hookup culture surrounded around it. And it's like, no one can make meaningful relationships anymore. So getting to work with some like a matchmaker who's a professional and knows the things to be looking for in a relationship and has your back and can be there as sort of an unbiased support system for you. I mean, I also think that there's no like price tag that you can put on that because it's just, it's such valuable information that you're learning and to have someone in your corner and to be able to escape just everyone wanting to come to you for sex. Like it's disgusting. Grow up, men. Come on. Few yeah. women too, but more the men. Grow up. <laughs> if you were to give like your best dating tips, what do you think? most people would need to hear today? Oh my gosh, my best dating tips. I would say the first one and the biggest one is just be yourself. And I know it is so cliche. (laughs) It's It's hard not to. Exactly. And if you try to put on a certain persona for this person, like while you're getting to know them, at the end of the day, it's going to end up biting you in the ass in the long run. Because if you continue with that person, eventually the real you is going to come out at some point. Like you can't keep a persona on forever, no matter how hard you try or no matter how hard you want to. And I mean, if you're getting to know someone and this is someone that you think you want to get into a relationship with, you want to spend the rest of your life with, whatever it may be, just be yourself. Wouldn't you want them to see you for who you are right off the bat and know that they like you for who you are and all your flaws and insecurities and weird things, as opposed to having to kind of suppress yourself in a way and like not let that come out in order to have or feel validated by this other person or meet their standards. I mean, you, again, kind of going back to like standing up for yourself, it's all about staying strong to your morals and values and what you want. But I think being yourself and just doing that right from the get go, I mean, it's the most important thing. And why wouldn't you want to be yourself? Like that's where you're most comfortable, right? So think of yourself in that moment too. Do you really want somebody falling in love with somebody who's not you? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like you're amazing and never forget it. So just like you do you. And if he comes along, great. If it works, great. If not, well, then you're just one step closer to finding the person that is right for you and will accept you for you and all your flaws. Mm-hmm. If you have to pretend to be a certain type of person, do you really yeah. want a person that only likes that type? No, gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's hard because we live in this comparison world where you know, know. we see online all these amazing looking people that look like they have these fantastic lives and these poor free complexions and it's mm-hmm. like the pressure is on. And I've noticed that over the years that people feel so much pressure with dating now. So Absolutely. Much and it's like, 
just, yeah. Think of it as I like to say to like the clients is like, remember, it's just as much on your end as of them needing your approval as it is on yours. Like exactly. you're interviewing this person too and try to just have fun with it as much as yeah. like worst case you have a new friend. Yeah. Or a new contact or yeah. whatever it may be. I mean, and at the end of the day too, like if you don't put yourself out there and just kind of take that risk, you'll never know how something's going to work out. I mean, things can change at the blink of a dime or the blink of an eye, excuse me. And it's just, you just kind of roll with the punches. And I mean, accept everything for how it lays out. And yeah, like just try not to overthink it too much. Just go, just trust that everything always works out for the best. We go down this path of overthinking and of all the possible things that could go wrong. And I mean, (laughs) so I was having this conversation with a client the other day and I said, make it as stress-free as possible. So mm-hmm. prepare, you know, just like with anything with, with business, if yeah. I'm stressed about something, I always prepare and then I feel so much better. So like exactly. with a date, I said like, plan out the route you're going to take to get there. Arrive mm-hmm. early so you're not stressed out with traffic. Have in mind a few conversations you want to bring up, some conversation mm-hmm. starters. Even look at the menu before you get there so you know yeah. what and you can even go as far as visualizing it so like visualizing you showing up you sitting down stress-free you having great conversations and laughing and everything going really well Mm -hmm. and wrapping it up and then fantastic not being offensive and rude you can't really go wrong with being yourself sorry yeah no as long as they're not like offensive and rude then you're good you just live your best life (laughs) life. and just yeah focus get to know them and Worst case, ask them questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You always don't be afraid to start the conversation. And if there's awkward silence, just throw anything out there. You can even throw out something to make them laugh. Like, let's say there's two minutes of awkward silence and you just go, peanut butter. Like, what are they going to say to that? They're going to laugh <laughs> and then it's going to get the vibes going. <laughs> yeah. Or they're just going to look at you and be like, did you just say peanut butter? Yeah, be like, what is wrong with you? Okay, yeah, maybe you guys don't take that. A, don't take that piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so where'd you grow up? What'd you like to do as a kid? What's your family like? What's your favorite yeah. color? Like to eat. What do you do on the weekends? You know, kind of think things. of it as like, yeah, like think if you're hiring someone, give them all the questions. Be like, <laughs> make them fill them out, bring them a questionnaire. <laughs> Let me just pull this out. Do you have any yeah, exactly? Would that be nice if you oh got my God. references from people that you were dating? I'd like to speak to two, two to three references. <laughs> <laughs> They basically have like Facebook groups for that now where it's like vouched dating. So it's like friends. Yeah. Remember we talked about this friends like will post their friends in this group and be like, this is why this person's great. And then like people comment and reach out. I think it's so funny. Like go off. And there's a one actually I submitted an application to join the other day just to kind of keep an eye out for people that might apply to join the database. And it yeah. was, I think it's called, are we dating the same man? Yes. 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 And it's like for guys that are dating tons of women at once. Yeah. Which is like, ew, like personally, let's, let's talk on that for a minute. If you're seeing someone, what are your thoughts on like them, like talking to a bunch of other people? Like basically, are you dating a bunch of people at once to kind of go through the pool and then eventually like solo down to one and like pick the one that's right for you? Or do you focus your time and energy on like one specific person at a time? This is interesting. So what I say to clients is it's up to you if you would prefer to focus on one person or if you're open to it, just being honest that you aren't exclusive, that you are dating other people. And then when you know that that person is someone that you want to see, then great. 
me personally, whenever I've dated somebody after like the first date, if I like them, I'd be like, Kate, you're not dating anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm literally the same way. Like I'll start talking to someone and be like, you know what? Like I want to focus my time and energy on this person. Like if I like you after the first or second date, I'm like, yeah, like why do I want to go and waste and devote my time to anyone else? When like, if this person's devoting their time to me, I'm going to give them my all in hopes that they give me their all back. So you can actually see the potential of where this is going as opposed to having so many people kind of on the radar and in your head all the time and planning dates and organizing and trying to keep it hush hush between them all. It's just, just, yeah, just focus on one, take it slow. Cause I mean, that's how you're really going to get to know someone and if they're the right person for you. I'm lucky with my partner, Ryan, because like after we knew each other when we were kids, we went to nursery school together. So, oh, and then we knew each other, like we were intertwined throughout life and different events that have happened and things like that. Mm-hmm. But when we reconnected six years ago, after our first date, we just kind of never left. <laughs> so his mom was like, she's like, I remember she's like, you guys had a date on like a Thursday night or something. And Ryan had said, we're going on a date. And she's like, and I called him on the Sunday to be like, well, how'd the date go? And he's like, oh, I'm still with her. Can I call you later? <laughs> so oh like, my God. Inseparable after so it was never like a conversation that we ever had to have. It was just kind of like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Like this works. This is great. Love it. Yeah. It was just like, oh we just wanted to be together all the time. I mean, that's what it should be, right? Like when you care about someone and you're having fun with someone, like, yeah, you want them around all the time. You want to bounce off of each other's energy. I mean, you're in the honeymoon phase. It's so new and exciting and you're just so head over heels and just enjoy it, right? Life better. Yeah, exactly. It's much easier when you have to play those games. Oh my God. I hate it. It's like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day and she is someone, so this is my best friend in the entire world. She's three years older than me. However, that being said, she has never had like a long-term boyfriend. She's never had a boyfriend. She's only kind of really ever talked to guys. And she's just, she's the type of person where she doesn't, she's not like the sleep around type. Like when she gives her energy to someone, like she gives her energy to someone. And finally, like on her birthday, I guess it was back in May, she met someone and like much like you and Ryan M, like it was just like, I remember her calling me the next day. She's like, Taylor, like, I've never felt this sort of connection with someone like it just clicked, like, we're obsessed with each other. It feels like little kids. And I mean, that's what you should be looking for. You know, that's the feeling you want to have is like, this person should make you so excited, so giddy. And like, if it was just the two of you alone stranded on a desert island, like, but as long as you have each other, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of love people need to be looking for nowadays. Well, and then the rest of the things you figure it out, you know, you know, yeah. that laundry list of expectations, because it no longer matters. Exactly. And like with her, she did like she had all these kind of specifics. And then this guy ended up kind of coming out of nowhere. And it's almost like the best relationships I find happen when they do come out of nowhere and you're not expecting them and you're not pushing, pushing, pushing because I mean, kind of like we were talking about before, the universe is just going to push back and say, okay, like your right person will come along when the time is right for you. And I mean, now she's the happiest she's ever been with her dream guy. And I was asked her the other day, I was like, so was 27 years worth it? Like worth the wait? And she's like, Taylor, like if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't change anything. Like I hundred percent, I'd wait a million years if it was ended up being the same outcome. And I found someone who just really meshed with me and that's how it should be guys. So just, oh my gosh, this is such a funny story. So I don't know. Are you familiar with like the J's, like the upper deck? that they have on the bar area. 
so Kate, who's my friend, she had her birthday there and she like invited a bunch of people. And at the time she was kind of talking to this one guy. So she brought him and like, she introduced me to him. I had a really nice long conversation with him. I was like, oh yeah, like he'd be great. Like super nice, whatever. Like, you know, just feeling him out for my friend. And then I end up leaving early. They, everyone else ends up staying. And the next morning I get a call from Kate and she's like, Taylor, like I have something to tell you. So basically to make a very, very long story short, she was at the Jays game. And after I left, I guess this like other guy that was there with her, he kind of disappeared. So then she was standing there talking to her roommate and this guy literally just comes up to her and be like, you have like the most amazing smile. Like my name is and so I'm not gonna call him out on here but anyways like he introduced himself and then yeah it was just like from that they like went out together after and it's really small world because her roommate is really really good friends with his friends so it's like just kind of one of those meant to be situations they met at the Jays game he literally just walked up to her and she was there with another guy which is like kind of funny so I mean they weren't the other guy nothing was serious they'd only been talking for like a few weeks but still I just it's like that goes to show when it's meant to be it will be and when the universe is ready to just like plop you your person they'll appear I love that (laughs) all right well we'll end on that today we'll end on a positive (laughs) all right well If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. And if you are single and looking, make sure that you do go on over to lionselite.com, build a profile, you can join our database for free, or you can book a call with a member of our team. And if you love this, make sure you take a screenshot, share it on your social media. We'd love to see it and hear your feedback. And Taylor, thank you so much. We're going to have you back for many more episodes. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. And I cannot wait to continue to enlighten you all with my lovely dating knowledge. And I hope you either take the good stuff, don't take the bad stuff. (laughs) Don't take the peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah, don't take the peanut butter. (laughs) 